Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. center of the galaxy this is the four center podcast feed and this is one of our deep dive episodes we're going to be diving deep into eating and drinking with star wars i can't wait to get very hungry and very thirsty during this discussion i'm joseph scripture i'm ken knapsack i was born for this one i've been doing this my whole life and i imagine you have too joseph and many listeners are ready to have this discussion yeah, very excited for this one. Before we get into it, we do want to let you know that today's podcast, as always, is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, or maybe you have a data pad like Watto. 
Anyway, this week we are recommending The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott, the latest book in the High Republic series. Uh, we just did a big deep dive on that. So if you want to check out the book, get caught up and then listen uh, to our review, we encourage that. To download your free audiobook, you can go to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audio book. But The Rising Storm is not all. We have other stuff rising, right, Ken? That's right. Good play on words, sir. I doff my cap to you. We have another offer. Inside Editions, publisher of a ton of great Star Wars books, is offering 35% off across their website with a special Force Center code. To get your discount, enter the coupon code FC35 or visit the website with this link, InsideEditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This week, we're recommending the Inside Editions book, Galactic Baking. It applies to today's show. And check it out with the code FC35. Joseph, those are our deals, and now I'm hungry. <laughs> I am hungry for deals and hungry for food. So, yeah, we, we want to do something a little bit uh, different uh, with the deep dive. We like having some variety. Sometimes we go deep on a theme or a certain scene. But we've also been having uh, fun doing what uh, what we and then I think some some random people tweeted us as well. Our memory shows. <laughs> yeah, we, we talk about uh, kind of the ways that Star Wars has just been a part of our lives. And this is a big one is how it has sort of uh, visited us uh, in the dining room, so to speak. Mm. So starting with the original trilogy uh, a big part of the merchandising of star wars came to dinner tables and lunch rooms and wherever else people were eating and drinking and their glasses and uh, plates and lunch boxes and then with the prequel era uh, the merchandising only grew right tie-in deals with the uh, cereals and chips and sodas and jar jar binks uh, pez dispensers multiple weird jar jar binks pez dispensers uh, and then up to the more modern era where there are you know many cookbooks like uh, galactic baking uh, you can actually go and eat Star Wars food at Galaxy's Edge in a cantina. Uh, we can't eat in a cantina. You know what I mean. Well, you can. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it, there's so much that I even get confused. Yeah, There are a lot of different ways to experience food and drink in uh, Star Wars, including literally at Galaxy's Edge and so much more. So that's kind of what we're discussing. Not only the food and drink, but the, the plates and the dishes and everywhere where Star Wars uh, visits us while we're eating and drinking. So, Ken, big picture... How does it affect your fandom to have Star Wars with you uh, for such a basic common function as eating and drinking? It is the ultimate form of expression as a Star Wars fan, I think. And we've, I could cry over action figures. You can too, man. I love, I love all those things. I love displaying those things. But this really does go back to the beginning. Uh, I, I am a, 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 a um, and I'm sure you are too, but I am a, a child of the C-3PO cereal. <laughs> I'm that. And the Burger King glass, all the things we're going to talk about here. Uh, and, and it's really been ingrained. And there's just something about just like the toys, posters are, are one thing and they're a great thing. But this is like, no, I'm really, I'm taking Star Wars with me every day. I drink out of Star Wars. And I think that's just, it's just never gone away from me. Yeah, I think toys are huge, obviously, uh, for us. Um, but they, especially when you're a kid, ostensibly, like, you play with them. And posters hang on the wall, and you kind of walk past them, and, and that's great. Clothes, you wear them. But there is something different about the the food and drink being tied to, like, this is a thing I have to do every day. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> humans won't die if they don't play with action figures or look at a poster. You know, we will die if we don't eat and drink. It is so fundamental to just existence. So to bring Star Wars into something that's so fundamental, I think it is one of the the many things, but a, but a really core one 
where Star Wars becomes so much more than just a story or just movies and TV shows to enjoy or to analyze, but something that leaps off the screen, leaps off the page into our day-to-day life. Mm. And it really bonds us to the myth, you know? And I think in the best ways, it makes it feel like uh, we're really a part of that galaxy or that the galaxy is a part of our day-to-day life, you know? I think... um, I think there can be light side versions of it and dark side versions of it. But I think a lot of times the passion about Star Wars and and even sometimes when people can get upset and like Star Wars isn't being the way I think it should be. Like, I think sometimes that passion, both the the light side version of finding joy and the the dark side version of getting cranky about something, uh, I think it really does relate back to. Star Wars feels so much of a part of our life because we can really bring it into Mm intimate parts of our lives like just basic like <laughs> i'm parched and uh I, I need actual water to uh survive or i'm sick and I, <laughs> and i need my favorite cup and it's a jawa you know yeah that it it is so makes star wars a part of our day-to-day life and i think it builds the bond mm-hmm. where we feel like uh we're a part of star wars and star wars is a part of us yeah it does and for, for me more it's done that for you know, more than any other franchise. And I love many of them. And I have a lot of, um, you know, Game of Thrones. I have some mugs or I have Game of Thrones wines or beers or something like that. Right. Uh, I've, uh, we have, uh, Grace and I have some Lord of the Rings, um, little, uh, tumblers that change, you know, with liquid that the temperature <laughs> unveils the, you know, the, the script from Mordor warning of doom. The, the, those all work for me. The Game of Thrones ones do too, but nothing like on the level of Star Wars. Nothing where we're, we're holding a Star Wars glass in my hand just absolutely means everything you've described. And, and it means it means everything to me, which is you're right. It's sometimes dangerous. But <laughs> well, yeah, it's all light side, dark side. Right. If you mm-hmm. can if it turns into like joy of like, ah, I love Star Wars. Let me share it. You know, if it turns into dark side of like uh, I own this character and they did it wrong, then then it's bad. It's dark side. But uh, we love to celebrate the light here. And I'm with you. I have some great Twin Peaks stuff that I really love and some Doctor Who stuff and. I want to be able to express lots of different fandoms in uh, my eating and drinking. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but Star Wars has been there for so long. And it's just one of the ways that I think the because of the nature of the merchandising, it just kind of carved out this special place in, in a lot of people's uh, hearts. And uh, we're going to talk about going way back to the beginning up to the present. But the thing I wanted to sh- throw out here about kind of how, how it affects me and my fandom is there are just the like, Hey, I'm I'm having a day and it's up and down or it's stressful or I'm just straight up having a bad day and there's just that little burst of joy of like, eh, but I'm sipping out of my Empire Strikes Back mug and eh, it just makes me happy and it's just like just this tiny little blip of of happiness uh, mm. in the midst of an otherwise difficult day. But then there are other things like um, one of my big things that I own right now that are involved with eating and drinking is I got that uh, Jedi coaster at Dragon Con that has the Jedi symbol on it and mm. uh, place my water glass or coffee glass or often uh, is people will see if they follow me on social media, my martini glass <laughs> right. on there and having that Jedi coaster there all the time with the Jedi symbol specifically. Uh, I actually do that coaster causes me to think more about the Jedi to think mm. about like Jedi philosophy when I'm just like, it's been a long day sitting down with my martini uh, <laughs> hmm. and I could go light or dark and my, like my mind is kind of grumbling about this didn't go the way. And then I look down and I see that Jedi coaster and like, it's like this little reminder to go like, take a deep breath, try to see it from a different perspective. Or if you're angry, that's okay. But 
accept it and move on to something productive. Don't just sit in your anger. And it's like, it's amazing that a coaster for a martini can do that for me. But that to me is like the power of it. I'm worried about myself now because you gifted me a spectacular, wonderful biker biker scout coaster, <laughs> which is my most used piece of Star Wars merchandise. I li- it is it is on the not even on the table; it's on the couch next. To me. <laughs> so it's a little table for my drinks when I play video games or just watch uh, movies and whatnot. So while I'm playing Red Dead Redemption, I got that in action. And so when I look at it, I guess I just want to take my ride and get back to base and run away from Ewoks. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about that. What it says about me. Yes, I, I did not mean that as a commentary. Like, and this is the life path you should take. No, Put but that it, helmet no, on. It, but it, it, but it's like it's like food and drink. You know what you're fueling your body with might be. You know, at, uh, not, I'm not suggesting anyone throws away their imperial merchandise out there. But no, no, um, and it, yeah, that was a specific example of that that Jedi coaster because I think I am just a little obsessive about Jedi philosophy, the flaws and and the successes and how much it does translate to real life and all that. But I also have a Darth Vader uh, plate that I eat almost all of my lunches on and I have not fallen to the dark side yet. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the beginning then. So during the uh, original trilogy era, which you and I both grew up in, uh, when you were a kid, uh, what are your big food and drink memories? You know, there's there's some big famous ones, right? The the Burger King glasses, uh, lunchbox. Uh, so just take your time. Take, no yeah. rush. Take me through all of it. <laughs> what, what what were the big memories? So again, outside of uh, this is great. I love that uh, when you pitched this one, I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds great. But then it, it really forced me to think of just like setting the toys aside, the toys that I'd play with. What did I take with me? every day and that lunchbox pops in my mind and and i i, I remember that I, I remember the gi joe and transformer lunchbox i had more than the star wars one but i did have a star wars one on and i do believe it was one with luke kind of holding the blaster java that kind of famous shot right was it is it metal i think it is yeah that's like the the return of the jedi one right there you go had that and you know this starts that this might start the obsession that maybe some of us have where you you showed up to the lunch table and you were representing something right like yeah. mom, mom may have made a pb and j and you might have a capri sun or something in the, in the back there or maybe a wrapped up pickle if you were lucky like me uh, i love pickle <laughs> uh lunchtime why, why, why was it popular in school but it was like and every year i picked a new one so it's like i had the gi joe the old cl- the classic tin one that came out about 82 83 and then uh, uh i've got this star wars one and it was like you were telling everyone in your class this. I like this. This is me. And I think for better or worse, that's where that really connect that that lunch table statement is it fuels fuels my fandom in a lot of ways. Yeah, of like of of wanting to be loud and proud. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and different points of our lives, maybe that that flame is extinguished or asked to be extinguished or <laughs> we all have to, you know, it's challenges and you can move forward. And I talked recently about having to, uh, not having to, but be, being uh, asked to maybe uh, downsizing my living room Star Wars collection. And, and I moved some to my office. With, and then to my joy, by accepting that change, which I did fight against, I accepted it and now can display more toys and more Star Wars things. And it's like, oh, see, you move forward. That's the lesson Luke and the Jedi are teaching you. So, but it goes back to the lunch table thing of, hi, my name's Kenny. And I like, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> and I like when Luke pulls a blaster on Jabba the Hutt. That's who I am. Oh, that, that one's so great. Yeah, uh, yeah I, my, my the lunchbox that I had, 
um, was a, a good early lesson in uh, be happy for what you have. <laughs> uh, my grandmother kindly bought a lunchbox uh, for my brother and I, and uh, they had just come out uh, with new Empire ones. And I was obsessed right. with Yoda. I was obsessed with uh, Bespin Fatigue's Luke. I wanted to live on Dagobah. Um, and uh, my grandma got us uh, the Star Wars ones. Mm. Um and then, and at first I was like, oh, I want an Empire Strikes Back. And I think my mom or whoever is like, that's not how we act about this. <laughs> so a, a, girl, a good early lesson to uh, to not focus on the negative. Uh, and I ended up loving that lunchbox. It is the uh, kind of classic one with, um, on the on one side, it's got the X-Wing shooting at the, or the TIE fighter shooting at the X-Wing. And then a, a, these aren't the droids you're looking for kind of image on the back. Um, and I don't think, I don't think I ever took it to school. I think I had mm. school lunches. So that was just always like a little toy box, like uh, toys lived in there. Yeah. <laughs> Not food. Maybe that was a, an early sort of like um, everything Star Wars. I, I wanted to keep pristine. I'm like, I don't want pickle juice in this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my mom would wrap it, Joseph. No pickle juice getting loose. <laughs> keep your pickles in the package. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Did not expect to go there, uh, but very fond memories of that lunchbox. And I, uh, I, I was kind of thinking about it when I was working on this. And and Sarah says like, "Hey, I saw this uh, really expensive lunchbox on Etsy," and it's like, "I have that somewhere." Mm. Uh, so lunchboxes, big, huge. What are your memories of the Burger King glasses? Did you collect those back in the day, sir? I'm uh, I'm gonna gently so I don't break them. There you uh, go. There you go. Uh, so I got. I got two in my hand right now. Now, these were purchased later on. And I, you and I have known each other now six, seven years. Uh, you and I are often around each other for key purchases at conventions. It's, <laughs> I don't, this might have been before we really started working together in, in earnest there. I, I picked up a, at, uh, I want to say Celebration 2015, I picked up the Lando uh, Burger King glass from 1980. Uh, and that's what I'm holding in one of my hands. Lando. Yeah, no, I was not there for that fateful moment. Yeah, suave and dashing. A uh, great description of him. And this is from 1980, and, and I had that one. And then on my other hand, I have the uh, Tatooine one. It's Han, well, Han in front of the bunker with a blaster, but then Luke on Tatooine with a great, he's standing over the Sarlacc pit holding a lightsaber. And the lightsaber's got like little like action kind of bolts around it, like <laughs> it's moving. But what's he, is he going to chop the Sarlacc pit in half? And then the uh, uh, katana is in the background, and then there's also the katana exploding on on there as well. Oh, it does have the description. In the Tatooine Desert, Han Solo takes aim with his laser pistol while Luke Skywalker brandishes his Jedi lightsaber above the Sarlacc pit. In the background, Jabba, this, Jabba the Hutt's giant sail barge bursts into flames. All right. Literally, they describe what's on the cup. Okay. <laughs> right away. I have those both purchased. And I think at one point, uh, I think I got, uh, did I get you and uh, Jennifer some... Burger King glasses. I think I remember that, right? You did. You did. And I have this one. I have a display of all of the various uh, fun glasses uh, that I have uh, in that glass. The one that you're describing is uh, is sitting right next to uh, the Black Series Ray and Luke from Last Jedi. Love it. And I, yeah, I purchased, uh, during that, I purchased one for myself and promptly broke it upon washing it before drinking out of it. And I had to reorder the one I'm holding now. <laughs> so anyways, all that to say, I love them. And they're a big memory and the big memory of a lot of our fandoms. And I have a weird reaction. It was so like coming out of the, I didn't, I don't recall having them before the movie. 
And then I think after coming out of the movie, it was like, mom, 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 dad, 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 Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. And so it was like, let's go to the Burger King, which is still the same Burger King in my hometown of Rio Grande, <laughs> Grand, and uh, maybe, no, not fourth. And it's right there. If anyone in my hometown is listening, that's the same Burger King, still there. And we went there and I just, I, it was I I'd look at the, 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 the art and the, 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 the action and the tableau of this, you know, shown here. And it's just like, I would just be re- just reimagining the movie every time I held them in my hand. And, yeah. And that might be the genius of him. Cause we can laugh now what's going on here. I wouldn't mind seeing Luke just standing over the Sarlacc, like he's going to spank it, but uh, <laughs> you know, like just commanding the Katana to burst into flames with his mind. Yeah. And Han's like, wait, that's not Canon. He's on Tatooine in, Right. That's weird. Um, yeah, but, I, but that was the power of it. Uh, it, it just, I just, as I'm sipping my Kool-Aid, uh, which put a pin in that, I have a, I have a weird thought about that. Um, <laughs> I, I would just replay the movie in my mind. Yeah. They, they really were successful at bringing the movie home in a, in an era where you, you didn't yeah. as fast, you know, exactly. anywhere near as fast. Well, take that pin out of the Kool-Aid if you want. I'm curious about that. Uh, I have, um, I don't know if, I, I, if I've talked about it in the six years we've done Force Center. I don't know if I've gone, it, gone into this detail or really admitted it. It's kind of weird and embarrassing. Go with me here, Joseph. So this one I have, uh, it's it's the Sarlacc Pit one. And there was another one that I remember was in Jabba's, more in Jabba's Palace, if I remember the, the painting. Um, but there was something about the Sarlacc Pit uh, on the glass that disgusted me. <laughs> I'm seven or eight years old. Remember, I'm terrified of the Rancor. I am mesmerized by the opening sequence of Return of the Jedi, but it scared me. And it uh, just the 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 mob, the Sarlacc, and the tentacles. Luke standing over it didn't uh, didn't take away that horror for me. And I I was a Kool Aid kid probably for a while, and uh, I, I have a distinct, visceral, vibrant, pops in my memory, uh, just kind of in my brain memory of drinking the red Kool Aid. And looking at the Sarlacc pit over it and retching. <laughs> like, mm, mm. The Sarlacc, I don't let the Sarlacc, disgusting. And, 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 and that carried for years where I stopped, you know, as most people should stop drinking just sugar water. But uh, anytime I had, uh, you know, maybe even a crystal light as I got older or something, I mixed and I just had, I would go back to the moment of seven, eight, year, eight, eight nine years old, holding the Burger King glass and kind of, feeling as though I'm tasting the Sarlacc pit <laughs> in the drink. It disgusted me, but it was also, that is again, the power to what I saw on screen and, and, and connecting to what it was in my hand. Yeah. To go from the romantic, like take the, the heroism and the thrill of Han and Luke and Leia home with you to imagine that the pink of the Sarlacc pit is in your mouth. <laughs> just just <laughs> slimy and it's burping out Boba Fett. Like, I'm Take the time. taste of the pit home with you today, yeah. kids. That's so great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, in yeah. Oh, this is so great. I'm looking at the, the Burger King ones. And yeah, and there is a big Jabba one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the Return of the Jedi Burger King ones over on, on eBay. Um, yeah, that, those are great memories. And I've never heard the you uh, puked up the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Probably for good reason. But there you go. You, you, you force it. Our friends love our memory show. That's a memory. 
That is a memory. And now I'm going to think about it the next time I actually watch uh, Return of the Jedi. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Sarlacc. Um, yeah, the the, uh, the Burger King glasses were just magic. I, I think that there is a reason that they probably, um, that people who grew up in the trilogy, uh, original trilogy era, that they come up a lot. As I recall, they were advertised a lot. So yeah. um, there was a ton of Star Wars merchandising. Um, but I think these were a little shinier because they're like you go somewhere to get them and then you really bring them home. Uh, the art was like designed really well. So they looked really cool. You know, it, it, there's the uh, Empire one that's Vader and Boba Fett. That is, you know, at the time was like the mm-hmm. coolest thing I had ever seen. Great one of uh, Bestman Luke with his hand out. Um, in my memory in particular was uh, around Empire. Um you know, I was just kind of crazy for everything Empire, and we got uh, trading cards and action figures as uh, as my parents could afford, and as um, you know, my grandma could come in and afford. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that lunchbox. Um, but the Burger King glasses are a specific memory because I think I would see other kids have them. I would see commercials if I'm remembering correctly. But the journey to get them is seared in my mind. So yeah. my dad has always been uh, an old car buff and he uh, has uh, he, this 1950 uh, Chevrolet. It was originally a milk truck mm. uh, and, and he has had a couple of them over the years. He's had one forever. Uh, but when we were living in Portland, he had one of these old trucks and it, uh, it, it is so old that it just reeks of gas <laughs> And like to this day, when I smell gas, like if I smelled a gas fire, I'd be like, ah, my dad, (laughs) my dad and Star Wars. So like, I remember specific nights where like, all right, it's, it's later at night where we don't normally leave the house. Like the sun is down. Uh, But, you know, we, we see how much you and your brother love Star Wars. We'll go get this. We don't we don't normally go to Burger King. We were a McDonald's family and we were a Coke family. <laughs> we weren't a Burger King and Pepsi family. We were a McDonald's and Coke family. <laughs> Branding really worked on my parents. Um, so it's like, oh, we'll go to Burger King where we don't normally go. And, you know, we'll we'll drink soda that. Yeah. Um, and they would order it and they would drink the soda and we would get the glass. And, but it would be this like it's not just the thing that we took home. It was that journey. In this great old truck that just reeked of gas and the night air and going out on an adventure to a place we didn't normally go as a treat. And then when that magic journey was completed, then we had this little piece of it to take home. Ah, it's so true. Oh, it's excitement. <laughs> it's because it's a Star Wars adventure. It, it's yeah. serial. It's, it's an obstacle. And you're in the Falcon, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it was so the Falcon of like a, you know this the, my dad's gonna hit this uh, the mm-hmm. dashboard to keep this engine running kind of thing for sure was going on there. Uh, yeah, and then I didn't I think though those broke um, got lost over time and mm-hmm. over the years uh, different people have gifted me or I've uh, tracked down a, uh, some of these Burger King glasses they're so great. Yeah, mine did not survive my childhood. I mean, much longer after eighty five. I don't remember them, so who knows? I I, I don't recall breaking them, but. But uh, yeah, uh, lost the time. Yeah. Last one I wanted to uh, ask you about, because I've never asked you about it, and it's like a deep memory because it's really young, is there were those little wax Dixie cups that had mm-hmm. like art pictures of characters and then text on the back. And that's one of the first things I remember of 
Star Wars. Like I, I remember uh, telling my mom I was thirsty when I wasn't because <laughs> I wanted to see what cup would come out. I don't know if some uh, weird rule my brother made up, but we couldn't just go through the cups to look at them. They had to come out only when you needed them. And I remember lying that I was thirsty to I, see if I could see a picture. I just looked those up. Uh, I kind of recall, and we were a, we were a Dixie cup family. I, a lot of rinsing of uh, you know, my mouth after uh, brushing my teeth with Dixie cups growing up, and uh, I don't recall these too much, other than in the back of my mind. Ah, yeah, I do, I do. I'm looking at like a Lando one strikes a chord. Oh, and the pe- the Pepperidge Farm. Uh, sorry, this is the journey. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's plastic ones. That's not what I thought. I saw those. On the- okay, all right, I'm going to order these ones. I'll see y'all. Okay. <laughs> the little, and, and to my mind, like, yes, the, an unhealthy amount of wax. Like, yeah. there's a wax cocktail. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, it, it was just that different era, you know, where Star Wars was kind of everywhere, but it was like, yeah, you couldn't just watch it on television. So, like, can, can, I, can I just look at it on a Dixie cup? Like, imagine if you saw, in this day and age, you saw The Mandalorian once yeah. and you didn't know when you would ever see it again and you're just like i need to drink out of a dixie cup so i can see grogu <laughs> yeah right right because that's kind of what it was um we talked about this a little bit uh, but do you have anything then still from your youth or or did any of those items uh did none of those items make it to adulthood yeah none of those ones did uh, the, the the books uh magazines uh some figures and stuff survive but yeah that because i think that stuff especially back then that was uh more in control of my parents <laughs> you know right. like like they had they had the key the lock and key for those kind of things so i i, I hoarded the other things but those kind of went the way of uh of the trash bed at some point because uh, yeah the, the lunchbox now and it's funny i still have the gi joe and transformer lunchbox because i had put figures in there but the story i have told on this channel before of selling all my star wars figures at a garage sale they were in that star wars lunchbox and it all went so yeah. don't have oh wow wow yeah because i was looking at that lunchbox i didn't have that one i was like maybe i should no no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i might have a crushed uh dixie cup box somewhere somewhere uh but and i do still have that lunchbox uh, that that was describing so I, I look forward to reconnecting with that any other thoughts on the original trilogy era before we march forward in time no but what a what a what a walk through uh painful and celebratory memories yeah right yeah there's so those memories are so powerful because they're so yeah. so young i'll say this uh, I, was, I also did the quick search on the empire ones because uh, i was not as familiar with those ones uh, man, that's a great line. Those Empire glasses are beautiful. Right. Those are uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, that that Vader, the mm-hmm. Vader one, the Vader and Boba Fett one. Like, oh, just look, look at it. Like, if you're if you're not of the original trilogy era, and and maybe this won't work, just Google these. If you're listening, Google these, and just look at that picture of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. It, it, that that's what we imagined. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Burger King, Coca Cola. So my parents were drinking Coke. Well, okay. Uh- yeah, now yeah, now I want to I wonder I want to get the Luke one in the Bestman fatigues with Yoda training him and wonder what Dagobah tastes like. <laughs> yeah, I want to drink some bog. <laughs> I can put like a green juice in there and be like ooh, ooh. Uh, nowadays there probably just is a Kool-Aid flavor called inside the Sarlacc, you know. Like, yeah. And people are like that's great. <laughs> All right, let's uh, fast forward then to the food and drink stuff uh, during the prequel era, which was everywhere, mm. uh, particularly the Phantom Menace. So what did you consume back in the Phantom Menace and uh, general prequel era 
uh, consume it either by buying it or taking it into your body. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, but by, by if memory serves, then I would have had a ton of Taco Bell around that time for some of yes. the Taco Bell things. Uh, those are wonderful. And our uh, friends over at Black Series Rebels have put out those pins of the Phantom Menace Taco Bell uh, cups. Love that series. Uh, but for me, and I, I was, I was, um, and it's funny because you talk about your family being a Coke family. Right? I, I've always been partial to Pepsi, which has gotten me kicked out of some parties uh, and scorn <laughs> at restaurants. But I've, I love a Diet Pepsi, Coke, uh, uh, you know, Coke, no Pepsi. Uh, other way around for me. Um, I, I was all about those Pepsi uh, cans, the collector Pepsi cans. So, did you actually collect them? I had all of them. And you had them all. I had them all, and at a, at my apartment in Canoga Park, um, my roommates would probably they probably had different memories of them than I do because I was like, oh, look at this collection, and they're like oh, that entire shelf. Um, <laughs> and I and you know it was you had to go kind of search for them. A lot of trips to the Ralphs up in Porter Ranch, California, which was in the same shopping center that I got the the Phantom Menace figures at at the Toys R Us, by the way. I go up there and just like. Oh, they don't have the Mountain Dew ones with the, you know, I don't know, was it Sebulba or whatever it was? I had to look it up. But just like you had to kind of track down. Oh, look, they got Diet Pepsi with uh, with Newt Gun- Gunray. I, I got that one. <laughs> it sent you around town. It sent you to grocery stores or knowing the delivery days. And, you know, I was never I, was, I didn't ask like a store manager. Hey, 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 if you get a Sebulba, can you? I just, you know, it was <laughs> I let fate take its course. But I ended up getting all of them, had them displayed. But I just was not smart enough to you know do I, i've seen you know you, you poke a little like pinprick hole or something and you drain the liquid i didn't do that so one day i came home one of them had expanded and exploded and that entire shelf and all of them were covered in sticky soda ick so many explosion memories um <laughs> who do you do you remember who exploded <laughs> um i don't and my i hope i hope uh, it was a new gun right but no uh, I it was bad. And a couple of them were okay, but it, it was, uh, and this was maybe a couple years. This has to be about a one range. Like I, you know, so 99, you get them and they sat there for a while and then, uh, they exploded. And I just, and I remember what well, had nothing to do with the prequels or anything, but that was a little portion of my life of like, maybe it's time I need to leave this all behind. And I yeah. just toss it them all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I love a bunch of what you're describing of the adventure of it, right? It is, you're connecting with something that, you like uh with star wars uh you're connecting at, at this point for you childhood memories of collecting things right right but what you're describing is the places you went the adventures you went on to get the things yeah and that's so powerful yeah i'm looking at some of them now oh i think mountain dew was uh was mace windu i apologize to him but uh oh yeah no i i pulled up this uh ebay auction right now for nine hundred dollars for the full collection <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, I forget. Yeah, I'm sorry. It wasn't just Mace. Obviously, yeah, Darth Maul, Jar Jar, uh, uh, Panaka, Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. Rick Ollier, and a that's, destroyer droid. That's the one I remember because I think I remember being tempted by these. I think I probably like bought some and just uh, drank them. Uh, but, you know, Phantom Menace for me, I've said before, prequels in particular, is this kind of great time of being absolutely, uh, you know, obsessed with this movie, obsessed with the merchandising, mm-hmm. liking parts of the movie, criticizing the others, but just just enthralled with Star Wars is everywhere yeah. and enjoying it both uh, absolutely sincerely with the parts I enjoyed and, and the characters I liked, but also being so incredibly uh, entertained and amused by the, um, 
it's not just the cool characters, right? It's not just like Darth yeah. Sidious and Mace Windu. It's Rick Ollier on Mountain Dew. And you, can, you can't even really see any <laughs> of his cool Star Wars costumes. It's just like, here is a Mountain Dew with a middle-aged man on it. Go nuts, kids. For all you Ralph Brown fans, especially from Wayne's <laughs> World 2, here it is. The Brown M&M's. Right, I, should, I, should, I should clarify before someone tweets. Uh, Rune Haku was on the Mountain Dew, uh, Newt Gunray on Pepsi One. And I was a big Pepsi One drinker, Joseph, so I had a lot of <laughs> Oh, and did you, did you drink some nice uh, Pepsi One Valorum? Yes. Oh, I did. Yes, yes. And some <laughs> Boston ass. Misa enjoyed that. It was a, it was a good time. Yeah. And uh, you know, of course, you get a six pack, so you down the rest of these sodas, and then you 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 put one up on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. I just love the commitment in Phantom Menace to just like everyone gets put on the package. We don't care. Everyone, right? Everyone's on the package. We, uh, which you and I know, it's like it's that's kind of sometimes missing from modern Star Wars uh, collectibles. Of uh, it really uh, is. Look like. Characters. CO Bibble looks like the only one who got screwed. I'm not seeing CO Bibble. Was there one like a one-off Sierra Mist CO Bibble? I know that there should have been, but uh, you know, being left off the can can only one mean one thing. Clearly, invasion there now. So yeah, invasion. All of his were stolen. Uh, I want to dig into the Taco Bell because that's a that's a big part of my uh, memory. Is uh, at this time I worked at uh, the Kinkos in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, my manager and the assistant manager at the time were both huge Star Wars fans. Um, I remember I, I ended up uh, having a date and was begging my um, assistant manager to work the shift for me. He's like, can't go in to see Phantom Menace again. <laughs> uh, so uh, at lunch, I would go to Taco Bell every day. And I had, I don't think I got the cup toppers because I don't think that they had the ones I wanted. Like I wanted Maul because I thought it was so funny because sure. it looked like he would other characters look like that's the upper half of the character and this one was like that's Maul's upper half after he was cut in two by yeah uh by Obi-Wan and just placed on top of a cup so I was trying to remember what the hell did I collect so I googled it this morning it was those medallions oh god yeah do you remember the medallions there was like this game sheet and I think you must have just got them like if you bought you know whatever amount of uh, uh supreme gorditas which I was eating back then Mm-hmm. you must have just got one of these tokens it was just a character face and very much like the pepsi cans it was like everybody's game it's not just the cool characters oh yes i'm looking at these now oh wow this is a definitely you you like star wars memory shows with ken and joseph here we go i yes this is a defeat the dark side game right yeah and i think it's like escape the Corey, I can't. Yeah, there's that. that and, I don't, each, and I don't think I ever did manage to get them all. And each one has like a prize, a dollar amount attached to it. If I'm yeah, from yeah, Taco Bell, uh, KFC, Pizza Hut, uh, the space battle it was only ten thousand dollars. Seek the Jedi Master is only a thousand bucks, but a million bucks is the race for freedom and appeal to the Senate. Appeal to the Senate for a million bucks. <laughs> That's politics, kids. Uh, yeah, it, it, these are yeah. Okay, I'm seeing on eBay a rare R two D two game yeah. pog medallion. Yeah, defeat the dark side. Uh, yeah, the, these were just one of those like. Um, I just wanted, I was so thrilled for Star Wars to be everywhere. Like, it, it was a big push for the special editions, but mm-hmm. nothing, nothing compared to Phantom Menace, where it was like, I can coat every moment of my day in Star Wars, including taking a break from Kinko's and walking to the food court and going to Taco Bell and getting some medallions. And I wasn't even trying to, like, win it or get them all. I just, like, I can get a Star Wars thing with lunch every day. That's great. <laughs> And it's a, it's at that perfect era for uh, fans like you and I of, of, of a certain, not just generation, but like a certain age where 
you're maybe on your own or you're in college or something and you're living cheap because that's the only option you really have. And it's like Taco Bell and Star Wars, the cheapest fast food I can grab <laughs> and the movies I love. Yes. And there you go. Yeah. But this is so great to talk about because honestly, when we talk about Phantom Menace and that era, like um, it, it is so tied to my memories as, as everybody is, but my actual mm -hmm. life memories. But like sometimes I taste that gordita. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because that was like when I think about it, like, yeah, I had the criticisms of the movie and I made jokes, but I was so all in that I ate at Taco Bell every day specifically to look at game medallions for a game I had no hope of winning. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that's, uh, yeah, the sense memories are strong. Well, they are. I want to, I want a gordita right now. Um, it's, it's like we're Ray in uh, Maz's castle. We're, the lightsaber's calling to us. We're touching it. We're like, gorditas, star like vintage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other big memory for me, Ken, uh, mm. from this era is I'm sure I bought some of the, like, there's the Doritos, right? Um, mm -hmm. Just Phantom Menace, various chips yep. of various kinds. Yep. Um, and I, I'm sure I bought and ate some of those just because, like, hey, and I'm, I'm eating it too, um, yep. as well as drinking it. Uh, but there was, uh, at this time, this is these were very bachelor days uh, for me. And there was a time in my uh, bachelor apartment where the fridge broke. Mm. Um, so I couldn't put anything in it. And instead of trying to fix it, instead of telling my landlord, I just went to the Holiday gas station convenience store. It's called Holiday, uh, local to at least the Twin Cities. Don't know all else where it is, but I would walk about two and a half blocks to the Holiday every day and buy a frozen pizza for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and for a long while after Phantom Menace, I think a good couple years, mm. they had this amazing Doritos display that had this huge picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber blazing. And I would go into that holiday store and be like every day I would kind of wait and see, like, is it still there? And I would kind of get the nerve up to, you know, ask the the surly attendant at holiday like can i buy that and i did but i didn't have enough money but i i always dreamed of like mm. could, could i end up with that someday but it was just it was a, again it was a part of my like day to day even when some of the initial flood of phantom menace stuff started to kind of disappear by like 2001 you know mm. i'd walk to holiday uh to get my frozen pizza and you know stop and just stare at the D doritos display of obi-wan kenobi for a little while uh, well, you're, yeah, the, the chips are another memory from that era. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to try to bring this up here without playing the sound. Give me two seconds to mute that there. Ah, there we go. So there's a Lay's chips, uh, Star Wars commercial in 99. Yeah. Um, with Jar Jar involved in it. Right. So the guy in it is my high school buddy who is down here. Yeah. His name's Manu Interame. Uh, and he ended up being in uh, Star Trek. I said, deep space nine. Um, he played uh, the Borg uh, child, uh, the Borg kid. Forget his name. Um, oh, in Voyager. Uh, Voyager. That's it. With with seven or nine, right? Yeah. Echeb was he? Echeb. Echeb. That's him. You know Echeb. Uh, we went. To, we 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 did Shakespeare together. So yes, uh, he was a uh, young Gobo, and I was old Gobo. Um, yeah, we went to high school together. Graduated at AG High, but a year after me, and uh, so I lost contact with him. And I moved down here, and he'd gone down a couple years before, and. He ended, he ended up being in that movie Go in like about this time, 1999. And all of a sudden he pops up and he's in the Star Wars commercial with 
Jar Jar and Lays <laughs> and he sticks his tongue out and and like uh, like Jar Jar. I don't think Jar Jar is actually in the commercial, but they got the Jar Jar tongues. And uh, I, I mean, so I, I I can't I I forget about that sometimes, but I just was blown away again. I like potato chips. That's my friend Manu, and it's Star Wars. It's all together. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of memories of. Uh, Really not super healthy food and yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Any other memories for you uh, from the uh, the prequel era? Uh, I just, it was, it was all the things we described, uh, the right time to need cheap food, but also collect Star Wars, all those things. But also, uh, and I think, I think this happens again in the, in the sequel era for a lot of fans and I th- no matter the generation, but it's like to get to relive that again. And, and I'm not saying it's forced, but sometimes you're just like, Oh, oh, I remember getting the Burger King glasses when I was seven. I want that feeling again. So I'm going to get everything available now. And I did that again in 2014, 2015, right? Where like, I'm going to get everything again. I do that less now, but then sometimes that's why you and I always joke about going to Target and hitting the toy aisle, whether we're planning to buy something or not. It goes back all back to that lunchroom table for me when you're talking about merch. And the prequel era had a lot of that feeling of I need it all. Why? Because it's valuable. Uh, I'll sell these for millions of dollars and uh, I need to show the world I love Star Wars. Yeah. And I, I'm really struck by by this idea that, that you brought up and I think is really a truth of it is the adventure of it. The memory is partially like being on the hunt, you know? Yeah. And that that's a huge, huge part of it. Um, do you still have any of the prequel era food stuff or packaging? The, that I do not. That uh, didn't. Uh, I got a lot of I got a lot of prequel era stuff, but none of it uh, food wise. I, I, I often wonder if those Pepsi cans hadn't leaked. At what point <laughs> in my life would have I gotten rid of them or would they still be in some storage container now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a good uh, moment for me to hold back on collecting the Pepsi cans because I would still be, they probably would have exploded in my storage unit at some point. I could only um, imagine me opening a box of Grace and I moved in. What's this? It's the Phantom Menace Pepsi cans. Okay, well, those got to go. <laughs> I cannot part with Mountain Dew Rick Olay. <laughs> <laughs> um, back in the day, like uh, friends would end up with stuff from Phantom Menace and they'd be like, you, you like it, right? <laughs> uh, so I'd get things. Uh, just, these were like just plastic cups, probably like Target. Uh, I have a, oh no, this was a, one of the Taco Bell. It, it was probably the cup topper that without 3PO. Uh, anyway, oh, it was a, yeah. this large plastic cup of 3PO. And a, a friend gave me, was just like, you should have this. And then I think I was at Savers buying props for, um, uh, shows, mm. uh, you know, physical hand props and costume stuff. I'd often get there and just came across this uh, just Qui-Gon plastic cup. Uh, so I got both of those back in like early 2000s and uh, I still have them here in LA because they're, those are my cleaning the bathroom cups. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they use those to, you know, uh, anyway. So those, it's strange that that's still with me. 3PO and Qui-Gon helped me clean the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, there's something about that that's functional and spiritual. Yeah, and it, it, it is really like, you know, look, uh, that's not a fun chore to do, to clean no. the bathroom. No. Uh, but I got, you know, a little bit of uh, some friends with me when I do it. It's nice. You know what? I, yeah, that's I I had to do that chore yesterday there around the house. I, I'll have to tell Grace, you know, I, I need a Star Wars cleaner <laughs> off or something. They'll help me clean it better. Yeah, I need a, I need a Boss Nass uh, rag in order to do this. Yeah. Uh, then the other thing I have is a, I was trying, especially during, um, Attack the Clones, you know, did not have a lot of money and I was trying to contain myself mm-hmm. um, and express my Star Wars love more f- through doing like sketches and, 
and stuff like that. Um, but I saw a box of Attack of the Clones cereal that was so, it was just this great picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I've seen it recently on people sharing it on social media, and I still have from 2002 an unopened box of cereal because it has Obi-Wan Kenobi on it. Yes. So good. Yeah. Uh, so for the prequel era, to close out our discussion here, uh, did you have or want uh, any of the weird Jar Jar Pez dispensers? Because there's the, the one that the, the candy is his tongue, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's the, the one where there's the set of him with his tongue hanging out. He's hanging out there with Graga, Gragra in the gorgs, and you can uh, you I think you move his arm and his tongue issues. Yeah, the Pez. I th- I think I had over the I have a lot I have even have some vintage Pez stuff that got sent to me at some point. Uh, I may have had the the Jar Jar the just the smaller one, but um I want that playset. Yeah, I, I don't have the office space right now, but that's one of those one day down the line dreams. Like what's that Pez? Care for a Pez? <laughs> please let me serve you one yeah Gragra being just kind of one of the weirder creations like mm. definitely like well you could see you could imagine Gragra just in the background of the Muppet movie right oh, <laughs> like, yeah Sweetums and Gragra like, yeah in history Sweetums and Gragra share some DNA so I think yep. it's not only the weirdness of the Jar Jar tongue but the presence of Gragra it's just one of those uh, items that captures the absolute marketing intensity of the phantom menace of we will make anything mm-hmm. uh and i yeah I, I would love to have that one someday yes yeah uh, absolute classic all right with that we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to move into the future of eating and drinking with star wars ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa 1138 <laughs> And we are back to finish our discussion of eating and drinking with Star Wars and really collecting the things that we eat and drink out of is a lot of what we've talked about. We talked about the original trilogy uh, era, the prequel trilogy. So let's dive into the sequel trilogy. You were saying this, Ken. This was with Force Awakens. It wasn't quite as huge as The Phantom Menace, but it was still huge. That Star Wars is back. It's everywhere. Uh, There's a lot of food and drink tie-ins. There were cereals, uh, mac and cheese, uh, just bags of oranges that Mm -hmm. (laughs) say Star Wars on them. Mm -hmm. Not even on the oranges, just on the tiny tag. So in that uh, era, in the sequel trilogy era, what did you uh, consume? everything um no um but it's funny obviously with the march and you and i've shared some of the stories of coming back and uh around this time you know start hosting jedi alliance and the, the pressure to have a new shirt or a new toy on the desk every every week uh, was real it was felt but in terms of the food i didn't go for it this way and probably because i still had the scarring of coming home that day and finding all the pepsi sludge all over my counter <laughs> i didn't go into any of that uh, and the oranges specifically, the like BB-8 oranges. That was when I was like, okay, we're we not we're not we've gone too far. I'm still here for it, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not falling for it this time. Yeah, I think there's something about like the the cereal is sometimes well, it's Star Wars cereal. It's got marshmallows that are maybe in the shape of a new first order stormtrooper, and like and you got this sense that like yeah, you're you're literally eating Star Wars in orange, where it's like 
you take the tag off and then it's it's just an orange. It's not even attached to the thing. It is really one of those like, how far can we stretch it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I eventually tried uh, the Kylo Ren cereal. Oh, yeah. How was it? Horrible. Uh, conflicted? Yeah, conflicted. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, again, I had a lot of 3PO cereal as a kid. A lot of 3PO's. Um, and I was, uh, I think I was, I was over at uh, our friend Billy Patterson's house recording his podcast and doing Force Center. And we talked about, we were doing a Star Wars Ranked and, and somehow cereal came up and off air we were talking. I was like, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't actually tried in this modern era of, of food. This is like 2018 by this time. I was like, I haven't done it. And I had knew there was a target on the way home. And I said, I, and I, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll hit it up. And I texted, texted Billy from it. I said, I've got it. I picked up the cereal. Went home and I love cereal. I'm one of those kids. I grew up on every junk cereal in the world. Explains a lot of my health problems, I'm sure. And that, oh no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. The magic wasn't there. The the seven year old give me some three POs was not there. The uh, the Kylos were just uh, <laughs> sugar and angst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that is it really just like this is just sugar? I I I I my taste buds are now trained to recognize actual food, and there's no actual food in what I'm eating. <laughs> there's probably, but also I think cereal connoisseurs know it is so cheap of a cereal that when you took took the bite, you're throat immediately got shredded and you had heartburn <laughs> so kylo cut you on the yeah. way down yeah you're like oh this doesn't <laughs> yeah i got tempted in uh, by the cereal uh i it's from that era that's got force awakens uh era marshmallows uh, mm-hmm. but it's a big picture of yoda and i think she just saw it and it was like that oh wow star wars is back uh it's still sitting on my counter and this is the stupidest one ken um i believe i it must have been at screen junkies because I know it was Joe Star. Uh, Joe Star had a box of Trix cereal that isn't even really branded with Rogue One. It's just it's Trix with the bunny, and then it's got one bar down at the bottom saying, you know, do whatever to win two free tickets to Rogue One. And uh, Joe Star was like, uh, "This is in the office. You know, nobody here wants it. Do you?" And like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." And that's that was years ago now. And that box of Trix with one little stripe of Rogue One on it it's still sitting there because yeah. it was representative of these different eras that we're talking about of like star wars is everywhere even yeah. you can't even eat tricks without thinking about star wars and see they're they're good too that might be what the difference is and and this is this is a always a celebratory podcast the merch and the figures and the collectibles and the real you know you want a tauntaun sleeping bag that's there for you now you me you want a baseball hat with star wars stuff that that's more than ever we've got that stuff now and it's and it's an improvement on the old times i think maybe it's just because you know i'm not seven anymore but uh that's where some of the uh uh, they're just slapping a label on these oranges hit in for me around 2015 2016 it's but 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 like you i'm still getting it i'm still buying it (laughs) but a little bit of like ah yeah star wars chef boy rd yeah yeah put it in the cart (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh i try my best sometimes at target when i just see something just be like okay healthy kids with a giant picture of uh, healthy kids soup with a giant picture of vader with his blazing crimson sword of anger i'll just take a picture of that i don't need to eat that soup yes uh, but i failed at that i bought two boxes of last jedi mac and cheese because it had a great picture of ray on it and when i bought them even yeah. <laughs> my wife who was very very supportive was like now we're gonna eat those right and it's like yes i'm gonna have so much fun <laughs> eating these and that was now many years ago and i'm sure that mac and cheese would kill me if i tried to eat 
<laughs> so now it's a collector's item in my cupboard. There you go. Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, one thing that wasn't really like a, an actual collectible, but was an experience of actually uh, taking into my body a thing that I wanted and enjoyed that's really powerful from this era. Maybe it existed back in the day, but uh, it was not in the right place in the right time. Um, for the first several films uh, in this new era, uh, when I was going to the Arclight Hollywood all the time, the Arclight Hollywood and other Arclights, uh, but I would get it at Hollywood, would have these themed cocktails mm -hmm. uh, for big movie releases. And sometimes they were good drinks and sometimes they weren't. Um, I believe the Hulk one for Age of Ultron was uh, just tequila and lime juice, which is appropriate for the Hulk. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but especially if it was rail tequila, not great. But um, for the Force Awakens in particular, they had a solo cocktail that like my wife wrote down the ingredients and has learned to make it. Mm. Uh, but like I went and had that drink again and again because it was one of those themed cocktails that was perfect because it tasted uh, like uh, leather and adventure. <laughs> you know? It tasted like roguish old Han Solo. Like this is what you sip right before you try to pull one over on Balatik. You know, yeah. it just it was one of those cocktails that perfectly felt like I'm drinking Han Solo, which is a weird thing that I want to do that, but <laughs> damn, it feels great. That's one of my favorite experiences of food and drink in Star Wars. That perfect theme cocktail of of Solo. Yeah, and 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 certainly right up your your alley, indeed, right? And and yeah, there's something fun about that too. If I'm at a party or or a Star Wars theme bar or something like that, and 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 you know, get the uh, get the smuggler, like yeah, absolutely, get the smuggler. I want that drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the theme theme cocktails really really hit for me, and then the, they uh, don't end up living in my cupboard cupboard forever. They just uh, live in my memory, and uh, all the photos I'll take on them and leave in my phone. Uh, any other big thoughts on, on the food and drink merchandising of the sequel trilogy era? No, I'm going to, I'm going to groan and have a cynical uh, sigh and then, uh, uh, just, uh, go to the self-checkout line and buy it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so as we continue marching into the future, I wanted to zero in for Mandalorian for the age of Disney plus, obviously there's Grogu everything, but I wanted to look at this specific moment of food and drink in star Wars. Mm. So there is that fateful episode of the Mandalorian. Uh, where Grogu requests the cookies and is not given the cookies, so he takes the cookies. And uh, the company Williams-Sonoma, <laughs> so, you know, a more respectable company, mm -hmm. uh, sold uh, 12 packs of uh, space macarons uh, that Grogu ate. Uh, they were called Navarro Nummies. There were 12 of them, and they cost $50. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, were you tempted by that? Talk me through your feelings about like we're talking about these memories of Star Wars kind of living at a, a, a at uh, existing at, like Dixie Cups and mm. Taco Bell merch. Right. And that's how we kind Pepsi like stuff that isn't great for you, but stuff that honestly younger people are drawn toward. Yeah. And then we travel in the future and William Sonoma. <laughs> We'd like to offer you some designer cookies for $50. It's a different vibe, right? Yeah. And first of all, one of the all-time great Star Wars moments. And it was one of those moments where we all kind of were joking, whether on the podcast or Twitter or real life. You just like, I bet, you know, too bad we couldn't have those. And I bet we're going to get those. It was kind of like the Tauntaun sleeping bag, which was like, what, an April Fool's joke that became real. Yeah. Um, so, and with no surprise, I mean, and William, some, yeah, I mean, I we have some, 
engagement gifts, some William, some, some, some Sonoma glasses that are high quality, except for I broke one while washing this week with the power of just my sponge. And I was, I told Grace, <laughs> I'm like, you know, my star Wars glasses have not broken yet. So just let me know. Um, but uh, no, not, not uh, tempted, but also this is where real life, I, I'm not a macaroon fan. If these were like chewy chocolate space cookies, I might've done it. I might have done it. I'm, I can get. I can be a little sucker for something like this. Yeah, yeah. I think I considered it uh, not because I wanted the cookies that bad, but because of the absolute absurdity. I, I considered yeah. doing it to tell my theoretical grandchildren. You want to hear one of the stupidest things your grandfather ever did? Yes. <laughs> he ordered fifty dollars cookies that he could probably make himself. They has many friends that could make them, uh, but because he liked the space show, he needed these for fifty dollars. <laughs> damn space show (laughs) and i also like that it is one of the greatest moments i I think Mm -hmm. it is one of my favorite grogu moments particularly just the way he puts his hand out like you should give those to me it's like such a it's such a light touch at first of like give me give me all right you're not gonna cooperate Uh, i asked nicely Uh, i love it but we can't really forget that one of the absolute moments of charm is to go back to your early adventures he vomits these, right? So it yeah. is also saying $50 for the cookies that made Grogu throw up. Uh, that's that's so true. That's true. <laughs> Gorge on these, just like Grogu did. <laughs> we have baked into our Navarro nummies some Ipcac or whatever that is. Ipcac. Yeah. Uh, and they will make you throw up blue, just like Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And there, of course, there's many different ways now that you can you can get those. But that was really just like that, like... All right, Mandalorian is popular. These cookies come out. We're we're going for it. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. I know, right yeah. there, uh, right there. Uh, so uh, now, now that you are an adult, mm. uh, we talked a little bit about kind of some stuff we have, some stuff we don't from our childhood and from our adulthood. But uh, take me through your modern. What Star Wars glasses and dishware do you actively use right now? Uh, a lot, uh, a lot, uh, which became a, a point of contention, but it's all worked out now. In fact, I, I actually pulled for this this episode. I pulled back uh, down some of my Star Wars um, pint glasses and stuff, and I'm going to store them in here. Drink out of drink out of my Star Wars glasses in my studio, or mo- mostly I would drink anyways. Um, I love them. I love them. And, and you know, I've talked before here. I, I'm holding right now the uh, the Death Star meeting room uh, mug I got from Galaxy's Edge, which I need a new one. I'm looking the logos scraped off a little bit here, Joseph. I use it. Oh no! I'm gonna have to head back to Galaxy's Edge and pick up three. Uh, I have a lot of those, and this is where it became because it, it to me was the perfect marriage of capturing the excitement of my youth of of, of got, uh, having a Burger King glass or a lunchbox. But now you've got something a little more tasteful, maybe like a, uh, one of my favorite ones is actually the Scum and Villainy Cantina in uh, L.A. here in Hollywood. Star Wars themed bar. It's now permanent, but it used to not. It was a pop up. And I went to, I think, the second night and, you know, paid a good price, waited in line, got a like a token. And then they gave you the, the, the pint glass uh, and I still have it. And it's super good quality. Love the logo. It's kind of simple twin sons kind of themed logo. And it's just, I like things like that. And I've talked about my t-shirts, my Star Wars t-shirts have gotten more and more like, oh, is that Star Wars? Oh, it is. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's, so it works for me now too, where a lot of just the, I have some Disney tumblers I got as a gift, which is those like hybrid, like Haunted Mansion meets Dagobah, Force Ghost type of combo uh, Disney thing. 
So I like a lot of those. And it does. It, it, so it's, it's like I said, it's a marriage of the two, the excitement of my youth, but the reserved nature of an adult Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that makes a ton of sense. And, and I know what you mean. I like things that are feel like they are still expressing that absolute love, but mm-hmm. are maybe a little bit more elegant or a little bit more uh, specific and feel like, you know, Star Wars is going on the journey of my different ages with me. I, I don't need a Rick Ollier Mountain Dew. Right. If I saw one right now, I'd buy one. Right. <laughs> but want something a little bit more with uh, some elegance or style and that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, was that another ad going I, on? I, I, I tried to... <laughs> I tried to close the taco or the Lay's chips ad and it just exploded on me. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, no, it's coming out. It's coming out. Um, yeah. So um, for me, uh, that Jedi coaster is really big. I use that uh, every day. Uh, like I said, I have this Darth Vader plate, which is just utterly random. Um, if you follow me on social media, you'll see that uh, that uh, mm-hmm. often too, because it's often when I eat my lunch on and just like, you know, uh, slap a uh, piece of pizza, on it or mm-hmm. my wife very kindly often makes us breakfast in the morning uh and will make a you know an english muffin two halves and then put it on the darth vader plate and it just looks like darth vader has english muffins for <laughs> eyes <laughs> but the we have that and it's just this cheap plastic plate it mm-hmm. is i think it was two dollars at target but yeah there was just like some trip to Target. We were just kind of getting the basics. And uh, I think I can't remember what we're looking for in that aisle, but there was a Darth Vader plate. It's just his face. And there was just like a really, you know, comic booky Captain America plate. And I just looked at them both. and was like, these are cool. And it's just one of those moments where sometimes my wife is just adamant of like, mm. well, well, they're two dollars. Get them. And I was like, sure. are we really going to use them? <laughs> and we use them every day. You know, there are uh, sometimes we use them, you know, just for fun. Sometimes they're like yeah. oh, all of our very, very nice dishes that mm. we got uh, from our uh, wedding registry list. And we still yeah. have uh, are dirty. So like, oh, so we eat off Vader and Cap. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that's great. That's a great uh, example, too. It's like I got those. um I got those lightsaber handle utensils, knife, fork, spoon, lightsaber hilts. Yes. Yes. And it was a little bit of kind of the, the internal, this is when I lived on my own, kind of the internal discussion I was having myself on, not unlike the one you and Sarah had of just like, wow, these are awesome. Am I, am I really going to use these? Well, for this price, it doesn't matter. And got them. And it, it, it's the backup. It's exactly what you're describing. I didn't do dishes this week. <laughs> oh, I got these ones to, to cut my food with. And uh, they're not super practical, but I know. And then you ended up using them more than I have. But uh, they're still there. They're still hanging out there. Those Star Wars lightsaber utensils. Oh, that's so great. I got to look into some of those. Those are good, too. Um, I also, so two other things that I use often, um, there is uh, an Empire Strikes Back mug uh, that came with a tumbler, too. And this is also just one of those, I can't remember exactly what was going on. We were, my wife and I were still in Minneapolis. I think we were getting ready to move to Los Angeles. And it had just been like a rough day. And this is, again, my wife. We're walking down and I saw this and it's got the real one of the old posters it's the uh vader uh with one hand up and the blade down and then he's kind of hovering mm-hmm. over all these stormtroopers uh marching just kind of classic old painted uh poster image and i just stopped and looked at him i was like those are so cool and again sarah was like well you need it <laughs> <laughs> and this has been a real uh, fun mug uh for the little while where i hosted that youtube show that you started uh jedi alliance uh, this was this was my mu- water mug every day so it right. had um happy memories there and I just happened to be, I made some tea 
to watch the last episode of Clone Wars. And then there's like images from it because it's got a lot of Hoth imagery that ended up kind of mm. matching the snowy images of Vader from that final episode of Clone Wars and this moment of synergy. So uh, for me, there's just like, yeah, you eat and drink out of it, but then you have items in your life and they they gather up all these little memories of day-to-day life and they take on a power that is Star Wars, but just the memories of that thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last one for me, which is both really fun and a little bittersweet, is I have a solo pint glass, uh, also mm-hmm. from the Arclight. And it's oh. nothing fancy. I think it says Coke on one side, and then it's just the main movie image in, like, just black. It just says Solo, the logo, you know? Right. Uh, there's nothing fancy about it. Um, but it was it, it was a promotional thing that, I don't know who did. Coke maybe did it. It's like, here, I like, take these. But obviously, as we all know, uh, Solo suffered from the uh, deluge of Star Wars, the, that that excitement uh, in merchandising that blossomed with Force Awakens had dimmed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by Solo. But I so love that that movie. If I was going to have a pint glass from any movie, that's a pint glass movie, right? Oh, that's a yeah. That's a young person on a wild adventure. <laughs> what should we drink to? Let's drink two and see what happens. Like that's a pint glass movie. Um, and Sarah was like, I thought I saw somebody have one of those pint glasses and Arclight had had things like that before. And we went from like uh, person to person, bar to bar going, do you have these? And like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And like, well, you see somebody over there. It's like, I don't know. And like we end the person at the upstairs bar sent us downstairs. We talked to one person downstairs, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then we turned to leave and then we saw him again. And we asked a different bartender. like, Oh yeah. You want one of these? Like, yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> so it was sort of bittersweet in that it was a reflection of, yeah. As much as I love the film Solo, mm. discussion for a different day about how and why, it was inarguable personal experience in that moment of diminished hype. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. That cuts. Uh, that cuts. But you have it. it you have it. I, I have it, you know? And it was, like I said, the, the tracking it down is kind of a bittersweet memory because of that. But, oh, man, that, that film is just the spirit of adventure. And oftentimes, the end of the day... Um, you know, if it's not a cocktail and just like, I want a beer, um, yeah. you know, when, when we're done recording and, and I have lunch and it's a little bit later here in LA, like I'm probably going to pour myself a beer in my solo pint glass and it's the perfect drink for that glass. Well, yeah. You need a droid f- refilling it up there with Lando. Yeah. yeah it's perfect. <laughs> they should, they should put those quotes on the pint glasses. Let's, let's take two and drink two and see what happens. I get that's the bond. Yeah, exactly. So that's a little bit of my my eating and drinking in, in my modern adult life. Uh, I do also want to touch on being able to eat and drink stuff that's actually, you know, from the galaxy far, far away or as close as we can approximate. How do you feel about the um, the Galaxy's Edge experience or even uh, places like Scum and Villainy or other pop ups that you look like it feels like you're in a cantina or you know, on, on a planet in Star Wars and everything is named and themed like as a drink from the galaxy far, far away. Do you enjoy that? What are your experiences there? Really enjoyed it. I wanted, and, and if anyone hasn't gone, there's so many things, you know, you're gonna you're just going to love Galaxy's Edge if you go as, as a Star Wars fan. For me, I was left wanting a little bit more of the experiences of, of eating because the setting, the environment is amazing. But it is a little, uh, you know, I went about a year ago, a little crowded and a little bit of like we had to eat at 1040 whether we wanted to or not. <laughs> that, that, That's when you scheduled lunch, yeah. right? Yeah, and when and drinks. So it's 1040 in the morning and me, Grace, and our friends are like down in, you know, 
Krillian ale and everything. Um, which, but you know, fine. What a day at Disney. But, um, so I, I'd love to experience it in a quiet, not quieter. Like I need, uh, you know, Rex to stop playing the music that he's DJing there, but just, uh, I'd love to soak it in a little bit to really capture what I know they're going for. And in some ways they are a dusty canteen in the far side of the galaxy. Uh, you know, I don't even necessarily need the food because they, they do a great job, by the way, of designing like a fruit cup that looks like you're, it's got like tentacles coming out of it with some weird space <laughs> fruit and a lot of those kind of things. They do a great job of that. This isn't a crit- criticism at all, but, and, and there's a, there's a fine line between that and, you know, uh, if, if you don't put enough effort into it, you're uh, Denny's serving the uh, solo <laughs> food, the spicy burger and whatnot. Uh which I know you have a wonderful experience with that. So um, I'll say that I think probably because you're so in the world, it's a difference. You got a pint glass and, you know, scum and villainy is a, is a great bar locally here. And, it, but it's, it doesn't go to, it can't go too far to just completely trend. You're in Hollywood drinking <laughs> like with your friends. Galaxy's Edge does such a good job of creating the environment. I wouldn't mind if they added an experience that is a quiet sit down, uh Coruscant diner. <laughs> Dexter's Ooh. Diner, something like that, but where I can slow down and really feel because I'll get into it. I'll I'll play act with the waiter, but they didn't have time to do that when I was there. It was <laughs> shuffle in, get your drinks, shuffle out. So that's the only thing, but that's my personal experience. Other people may have experienced it at a different time. Though they do such a good job, I want more of it. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, and it is a fascinating experience with all these places of like how much can we simulate this experience of being somewhere different and imagining that the food and drink is something different. Uh, man, when I was putting this together, we I, I had forgot about all those great uh, Denny's experiences when we uh, all had those what the co-reactor pancakes. Yes. Which was just the pancakes with like the kind of um orange <laughs> uh, syrup uh, that activated uh, the the little crystals, uh, the pop rocks, and that whole theater full of people with their pancakes <laughs> popping like popcorn. Uh, and you, me, and Alex and Steve from Black Series Rebels just getting a sugar coma crash right there at the table. Oh my God! Yes, we were talking animated, and then we both, uh, we all, all four of us finished about half of our pancakes. And like, yeah, no, we, uh, we still like Star Wars. Uh, who? What? I think we all went home and crashed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was that was the same thing with Denny's. I came in, and they, they had, you know, when I went to actual Denny's, like, I would like the solo menu. What? Uh, come on. Uh, so great experiences with there. But for me, Galaxy's Edge, I think I had a really good experience. Um, I know I've gone on about it before, so I'll keep it short, but part of what I really loved about the presentation, it was, it was so um, immersive of all sorts of different parts of Star Wars. And uh, the thing I had to eat was the uh, shack roast. Um, right. If anybody doesn't know, shack being what I always refer to as the butt cows, uh, the creatures that uh, romantically uh, <laughs> ridden on by Anakin in Attack of the Clones. And I always just thought they were funny and weird and just like, I get to eat one of those. I was just all in on the fantasy. Yeah. And it was, you know, for amusement park food is is pretty good. Uh, and that we had a really good experience at Oga's Cantina. And I mm-hmm. think that really does matter on the time of the day, how far behind they are, yeah. how, you know, committed, uh, the, the actors are, but that was a really great experience for me because the table we ended up at a, we got to sit at a table 
and a couple different people cycled through and it was a real sense of kind of like actually being in a cantina and just like really different people with really different perspectives cycled through and we got to kind of chit chat with all of them. So that part of it was nice where it felt a little closer to the like experience of like, you don't, you don't know who's going to cycle through this, this bar, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then the drinks, I got the, uh, the Tonneray, the uh, Alderanian wine and the jet juice. Uh, and those are both from, you know, the more modern canon and sort of this more recent version of Star Wars, which I really liked. And in particular, uh, the waiter was in on it, right? So the jet juice is, you know, cooked on the engines. It's like the hooch that the rebellion is making cooking on the exposed engines, right? Yeah. And I can't remember exactly what the what the waiter said, the server said, because I was like the jet juice, like yeah, great, uh, the, we've got the engines firing up to make a make <laughs> another batch. Like so, the server was all in, and like this is not any any sort of um, Star Wars gatekeeping. You know, people yeah. like the parts of Star Wars they like. So the but the people who were there, you know, hadn't read those novels and didn't know that, and they're like that's cool what she's talking about. And it's like, do you want to know, may I? Because <laughs> I didn't want to be uh, Mr. Well, actually, you know, and they're like, no, we want to know. So I was like, okay, it's from this book. It's so cool. And it was, all, you know, like, yeah. so I got to really experience somebody trying to make sure it was in the environment. And then the jet juice was a great drink. Yeah. Oh, is it? okay. I did not have that one. Maybe I did. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you got put through there fast, right? It was so fast. It was so, so fast. 1040 in the morning uh, on a rainy day, drenched in rain. Um, yeah. And it was like in, out, standing. You know, we, we, we got told to stand there. You're, this is your standing spot to drink food and <laughs> drink and eat food. Um, but, but, I, I, but, but at the same time, I was wild, wild by it. There's video I've never really shared because the lockdown happened in, uh, that week. And I just didn't feel right sharing a joyous time at Disneyland when I may or may not have should have you know, may or may not should have, uh, should, should not have gone there is what I'm trying to say. Uh, it was like the day before the they, lockdown. They, right? Yeah. They announced they were shutting down Disneyland the day I was there. They, I was there on a Thursday. They said, we're going to shut down on Saturday. And we, we had that long-term, we're like, should we even be here? We had reservations, we had a hotel. And we, so the whole day had that vibe, but I was lost in the cantina. I was just, could, I couldn't stop taking in every second of it. I just, I just, in the back of my head, knew I had to leave. <laughs> and I could have spent hours there, which is why they have time limits, because folks like me would never leave. Yeah, no, yeah, and that, and that makes uh, total sense. And you know what? I just, I Googled uh, Jet Juice. I This is a thing that I did not know, that it was uh, originally from the Hansel at Star's Ends novel. Oh, that makes, yeah, sure, sure. That's really cool. Uh, there's always more to learn in Star Wars. Always. Uh, yeah, but it, I really do like the... Um, the experience where you can drink something from that's maybe from star Wars or maybe inspired by star Wars, but then you're also uh, surrounded by the aesthetic of it. And it's, it's for me, it's almost just like um, what would have blown my mind when I was a little kid and just like pretending to be thirsty. So I could look at Luke Skywalker on a (laughs) crappy little Dixie cup Yeah, to like, you can pretend you're at the cantina and drink a cocktail that the Ewoks allegedly made on the forest. Like you're yeah. so into it, you know? Yeah. No, and I can't, and I can't wait. Can't wait to get back for a lot of reasons, but one of us is to re- revisit that there too. And there's also, what's the place across the way with the big, uh, the, like the pod racing engine to cook things at. Oh yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, We went there too, but it's like, you know, it's a little different experience, but it's, you know, it's, it felt like the rest of Disney, but again, looks great. I, I love this place. I don't want anyone to think I'm, complaining um 
I just, uh, I, yeah, it's a fine line, uh, fine line between these are space chicken tenders and this is a, a fried tentacle sarlacc. Uh, <laughs> yes, and a dangerous one for you, given yeah. your history with uh, yeah. sarlacc. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there are a ton of Star Wars recipes and uh, just that you could just find on the internet. Uh, recipe books like the Galactic Baking one that that we advertise from uh, Inside Editions, uh, FC thirty five. Get it with a discount. Um, so there are a lot of ways that you can, for yourself, um, you know, make Star Wars at home. Have you ever done that? Are you ever tempted to look up a recipe or for food or a drink and just make yourself some Star Wars food and drink at home? Um, not so much. If there's an occasion, I think it will. I, I, I did uh, during the uh, pandemic, the, the height of it, I, I really got into to cooking. That was kind of like my, uh, I'm going to take up puzzles or crocheting, right? That was my thing and, and really started cooking more and having a great time and changing our diets around the house. And so we have these books now uh, and, and I have a few of them and, and um, I want to, I'm bad as, as good as I've become cooking. And, and it's been a fun adventure to learn it. I am a chaotic cooker where I do not follow recipes. Well, I just kind of <laughs> experiment and get the basics and, and kind of go. And, and if there, it's easy for me to watch a, 30 second YouTube video. That's like, do this, do this to that. Then following the one half cup of this. And so I'm a little intimidated, but I do want to, I do want to kind of, uh, you know, get it right. And and I want to cook some uh, Ronto wraps or something at home. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I am not a good chef. It is not a skill that I've ever had. Uh, so I, I do not uh, personally do it myself. Uh, my wife will make things every once in a while. Um, she loves to experiment. She's very good at it. Um, so we, we don't go in for a lot of uh, the recipes, but uh, I've been having fun uh, flipping through that galactic baking book. And we, we might try some of those, or especially for a special event. Um, another thing, much like the Arclight cocktail, um, the themed cocktails, my wife is very good at making cocktails. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, she does the, uh, the actually uh, mixology. Mm. But, but I know enough ingredients, so sometimes I'll be like, well, what if we do this? What if we do that? And one of my favorite just making something for ourselves is, um, I think it was after the second time we saw The Last Jedi, that uh, my wife sometimes will be like, eh, I really want to make make up a cocktail tonight. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want to make up a cocktail. I was like, okay, great. I want to take a picture with my Luke Skywalker action figure. I was still, you know, uh, processing and <laughs> marveling at, uh, at Luke's journey into the Force. And like, right, let's let's make something that tastes good but it's got like a, a good sunset vibe. And then, you know, we'll take a picture with uh, both of our cocktails with my Luke action figure. And it's like, he's looking at the twin sunsets. And uh, <laughs> so that was a fun journey. Like we're going to make sure they still taste good. There's definitely going to be some orange juice in them to get that sunset. Um, but we're also trying to get the color just right for a photo. And that was just a real fun way to really think about a specific moment in the film and really kind of try to celebrate that and drink it at the same time. <laughs> cocktail star wars cocktail adventures i love this exactly do you want to drink your favorite moments from star wars <laughs> well here you go yeah it's a ton of fun uh what food or drink products do you want that don't actually exist yet and this these could be things that are actually from the galaxy of star wars or you know you can tell me that you mm. absolutely need a grief carga trail mix whatever it is you want I mean, we 100% need Mantel mix coming out of oh, that bag. Yeah. Because uh, I also like that kind of snacky stuff, right? I'm, I'm, uh, give, me some, give me a snack that I can fit in my hand and shove in my mouth. Mantel mix. I'm going to uh, tap into my inner wrecker with that. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I would love to. We did a. Uh, with uh, special guest Dan Whalen, we, I did a Star Wars ranked with him, who is a, an author of, of uh, great cooking books and some Star Wars themed ones as well. And we did like favorite meals and stuff. And I would love to go back and look at, you know, recreating the uh, Tarkin visiting the uh, Organa's meal and just serve a seven course meal of tension between the Burgeoning Rebellion and, <laughs> and uh, if we could have a book that uh, really goes through the the great Star Wars meals and tells a story with the food. That's uh, not a specific answer, but I'd love something like that versus, uh, I mean, again, they got a lot of the Ronto rap stuff. I'm always there for Star Wars food play puns and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I want something that would tell a story with the food. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, I think for myself, you mentioned it. I want that cocktail droid that Lando has in mm. Solo. Oh. I want that technology to be real. I want to have a, you know, a droid float over and mm-hmm. <laughs> squirt out a martini. Oh, <laughs> that is just the height of technology. Um, and then the other thing for me, and maybe this has been made at some point, I would love uh, the rebel ration sticks that we see uh, Luke, Luke eating oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Empire Strikes Back. Cause there are definitely some days where like, I'm busy, I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have time to like sit down and have a meal. I just need to eat food for sustenance yeah. to stay on the go and if I could have the Star Wars fun of like, you know, opening a little uh, package <laughs> yeah. that has a picture of Yoda stealing it from Luke <laughs> and just munch on a little ration, that'd be great. If you make that entire pack, because yeah, I'm a, I'm a granola bar kid who's turned into a granola bar adult. Uh, yeah, still, I even prefer the ones that are dipped in chocolate like I'm five. Uh, <laughs> so if you were to sell like a, a, you know, rebel ration pack and you get bread and meat, whatever it is, I, I'd be there for that. And some bars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and uh, here's my sorry. Go ahead. If Williams Sonoma did that, that's what I dropped down fifty bucks on. <laughs> fifty bucks for granola ration sticks. I'll, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Steal these from your friends. Um, final question for you here, Ken. If you could join in personally on any dining or drinking scene in the galaxy far, far away, what would it be and why? Is it that you you want to sit on that awkward Tarkin dinner, or, or is there something else? Um. I want to hear about that one after. That one's that's a lot of tension. I don't like a lot of tension in my in my food, um, in, in my meals, uh, which seeps into the food. I think that's a great question. I I really would like to. I mean, it's our obsession with Dexter and Dexter's Diner around here is is uh, is well known. I, I give mm. me a life size, and again, I'm I'm glad Galaxy's Edge isn't a. You know, it's it's a fully functional real world that's that's got its own timeline, its own place. I will always prefer that versus if they had said, "Now you can go to Endor and you go here and you know that that'd be fun in its own way." But I'm glad it was something more real. Um, but if you were to give me a, a, a replica of Dexter's Diner, and I just would love to like casually observe as as Obi Wan and Dexter have a fateful conversation. Yeah, no, that would be great. I would love some, like, uh, I bet Dexter makes some great, weird, you know, space eggs Benedict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because we, we were both getting real excited about diners uh, when we did that, um, that deep dive into, into Dexter's and uh, been to a couple diners since. And it would be really great to go to Dexter's. Yeah, oh, he makes a great space club sandwich. You can see it in the background there. He's got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, I think... Uh, the Outlander Club is up there too. I guess I just want to eat and drink my way through Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Outlander Club, that is, you know, Canto Bite is is glamorous, but Outlander Club is just that little bit of sense of like actual sort of urban nightlife. Yeah, and it's probably the closest to places 
that I do actually go. Not that I hop through the nightclub scene, but mm-hmm. a little bit of that vibe of like, yeah, no, that'd be fun to meet some friends and, uh, you know, lounge at one of those uh, stand up tables with weird cocktails. That sounds great. Oh yeah, if they could if they could replicate uh, like a life size Outlander Club at like a Star Wars celebration, you talk about lines around the corner. You'd have to you get five minutes there, but if you could pull that off, imagine that with a bunch of Star Wars fans, and you maybe have to come dressed in the theme. You have to cosplay. You have to cosplay, and they have an actor hired uh, to be Obi Wan and just lean against the bar all night. And there's this horrible tension of is he going to cut anybody's hand off? Well, and then you know, like uh, Knott's Berry Farm, you ride the train, and there's always like a <laughs> robbery reenactment. You know, um, yeah, that you know. Then you have an Anakin and a, and a Sam Wessel showdown happen every every hour on the hour <laughs> every hour uh zam wessel loses that hand mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be beautiful uh that is a big look at eating and drinking in star wars literally eating and drinking uh the adventures as we go to pick up cups and cereal and all that great stuff ken do you have any closing thoughts on this uh topic ah fun journey through the past and and uh i i i'm thinking about the second half of the show here i don't want anyone to think i was a little down on things like it's just you're a little older and you, you're pulled towards things um, differently, but it's always, it always goes back to that lunch table. It always will. And, and, and that's why star Wars just continues to be one of the biggest all time merchandised franchise and how it still works. And, and that shifts it might not be figures the way it was, but it's this it's theme parks. It's eventually cruise ships and hotels and Funko <laughs> pops. Yeah. Uncle pops. It's always there, but it always goes back to the early days of joy. No matter when those days were for you, I think it connects. Yeah, I think that's what's powerful going through and talking about the different generations of it. And there's been lots of, you know, uh, blips in between. And, and Disney Plus will be its own thing in its own memory. Um, but these the trilogies, right? The, yeah. These big waves of Star Wars being everywhere. And I think the thing that connects them is... Um, well, I guess the thing that divides them is like times change and, and yeah. marketing changes and, and people's lives change and technology change. So, you know, I don't ever expect it to be the same. And that's kind of what makes it, it so powerful is to have these different memories at different ages of different experiences and different way that Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, was marketed. So you experience differently. But the common thread is just this. It's, it's fun and it's serious up to an extent, but it's also just like it's the weird in the fun side of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, did you have that Dixie cup? Did you buy that Pepsi? <laughs> right. You know, did you have that sack of oranges? It's just such a celebration of a really fun and sometimes silly way to take Star Wars into our lives. And I think mm-hmm. that's so important is to have a, a big part of our connection to this is, is these nostalgic memories of uh, fun, silly, adventurous things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so here's to the sack of oranges. That's what we're saying. Uh, Ken, you want to let people know where they can find us? Absolutely. I'd love, uh, love you all to find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Our Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. We're available on a lot of different podcast spots, but try Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, and uh, Spotify. Don't forget Spotify as well. Merch available at com slash user slash Force Center. We can be supported directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. Uh, Top tier supporters get exclusive Force Center trading cards of me, Joseph and Jenner. Jennifer, de- designed by the great Brian Ward. Uh, you can follow me at Cadnapsock or go to my website, cadnapsock.com. And for you, Joseph. 
That is right. You can follow me on uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for all of my other comedy adventures. Uh, but for now, for myself, for Ken, for Taco Bell Phantom Menace Medallions, this has been Four Center. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.